Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 140 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. I got a fresh batch of Couchtown Coffee in recently. It's my favorite coffee, and I'm not just saying that. I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, you know what? I drink my coffee with cream and sugar, and I tried Couchtown Coffee Black because you recommended it, and I love it. It's the only coffee I can drink that is uh, black coffee, you know, and I, I prefer my coffee black, but it's fun to hear other people say that they enjoy it just for the way it tastes, and they don't have to church it up with a bunch of cream and sugar just to, just to choke it down like they do with other coffees. So hats off to everybody that's really, you know, out there been trying it. I really appreciate it. And I know that Couchtown Coffee does too. So go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they will give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. It really is that good. So check it out, CouchtownCoffee.com. This episode, I'm sitting down with Clint Riedel. Clint Riedel is a buddy of mine. We actually met doing the podcast. That's how we met. And, uh, you know, we've been buddies ever since for the most part i've been going to his jam nights now for about two years and and you know i've met a lot of really cool people at the jam nights there in barnum iowa and and this episode we sit down and talk about you know meeting really neat people at the jam nights and and the positive environment that's there and how up here in northern iowa you know around the fort dodge area and and the extended areas there's a lot of people up here that are um always pulling for one another a lot of people are and nobody's jealous of their peers we all enjoy one another we go see each other play live we all really enjoy watching each other do what we do and you know it's um it's just very positive overall and i really appreciate you know being able to be afforded the opportunity to get involved in this in this music scene up here whether it be with the jam nights with clint or playing music with jesse um jesse wilson music and, you know, we talk about all sorts of stuff in here. We talk about all sorts of things at the jam nights. We talk about uh, different people in the area, the positivity of the scene, going to see other people play shows, the the random people we've run into at the jam nights and things of that sort. So buckle up. He's one of my favorite guests. Uh, he's a, a lot of people love listening to him talk. So I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as I do. I got to sit down with a really good friend of mine. This is episode 140 with Clint Riedel of Clint Riedel Music and the Blue Ribbon Ramblers. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. So today I'm sitting down with Mr. Clint Riedel and, uh, yeah, so what's going on, man? I, uh, you're usually one of my most frequent guests. And this week, I just kind of, you know, me and Mason talk about this a lot. Mason from the Regional Rock Hour, if you're watching the video version. Uh-huh. I got I got the shirt on. Woo! Love you, Mason. Um, yeah, I mean, you're like the bailout guest for all of us, because it's just like, hey, you want to do a podcast, or you want to you do an interview? It's like, heck yeah, you know, and, and you're one of the busier musicians, so. Well, you guys are easy to talk to, to be honest. It's just hanging out with pals. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's one of the beauties of this. Like, we're going into this one without any, like, real anything real to talk about i guess but you do have a lot of shows coming up i know like your well, i guess your calendar is right here but i mean like last week you played what three shows uh six that was a six, six day run six day run Jeez. Yeah. so let's uh let's, let's name them off where all'd you play luckily i've got this stand-in gig in barnum as you all know oh speaking of that not to sidetrack but ran into a really cool musician last night who found out about the barnum jam through your podcast 
Yeah, yeah. So Chris Anderson showed up and played his little heart out. And if you're listening, man, I'm excited to. We're gonna. We already talked a little bit, and he's definitely gonna play some shows up in Fort Dodge. Oh yeah. I'm gonna try and wiggle my way into the Des Moines scene a little bit, but not to put that scene down. But hey, Fort Dodge has got it going on. Like, man, there's a there's a bunch of places to play up here. It's just there's so much support for live music. It's insane. Yeah, it's a. Chris Anderson, Chris with a K, Anderson with an A. That was that's his little tagline. I love it too. It's easy to remember and uh, it's easy to find him online and everything. So, you know, and that's another one of those things I never really thought like, oh, people are going to listen to the podcast and then think I'm going to drive up to Barnum and go to a jam night. But I do, yeah, t- I do talk hours, about it. That dude drove and simply because you know you're talking to our scummy musician asses. And, you know. <laughs> but I mean, like we always talk about, and once again, we're not downing on another music scene anywhere because there's, oh, no. there's music scenes everywhere, but it's just like up here, everyone's super, super supportive of one another. Uh, not that they're not elsewhere, but like up here, it's just, we're all buddies and we're all, we're all okay with helping each other out. Like we, I play with Jesse Wilson and we've gone places and they're like, do you know anybody else that plays? And it's like, yeah, here's contact info for oh, three for different sure. people, you know, hit them up, and, you know, and, yeah, just an hour ago, we were hanging out with Nate from, uh, he owns bootleggers and huge live music supporter just brought us over some sweatshirts and Jeremy Ober, the immortal himself was just hanging out and we're just, we're a scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's it's cool, though, because it's not like uh, we just see each other at shows randomly and we're just like, hey, in passing, you know, we're all like pretty much buddies with one another. Want to see each other do that much better. Yeah. I mean, it blows my mind. It's not that um, not that we don't deserve it, but when, when me and Jesse play shows places, it's, it's crazy because it's just like, oh, shit, Clint's out in the crowd, you know, or Jeremy's here or like, you know, or. Or Owen, or, you know, I mean, Chris Mernka. I mean, we can talk about all sorts of people that are either in and out of the scene somehow or another. Um, and you it's know. so fun and fluid. Like, it's, hey, there you are. You want to play something? Because uh, yeah, i yeah. got to go to the bathroom real quick. And then all of a sudden, it's just your buddies, and it's that much better. Yeah. Uh, me and Jesse actually talked about that on, a, like, a podcast a couple of weeks back. And it was like... Uh, you know, one of the first shows that he played was at Shiny Top. He played during an intermission when you took a short break. And so you were at the show when we were there, and it was just like, well, we're going to take a short break, but Clint's going to come up and play. And I was like, hell yeah, that's oh. that's how it's done, you know. And Jesse's done that before at other shows. Like when we played in Stratford, we uh, let Nate and Eric come up there, and uh, they played a, a short set in while we were doing, you know, taking a break or whatever. And I don't know. I think just some of that stuff is – it's like an – it's a uh, – it's like, like I said, we're all friends. It's it's an art form that we we're all like happy to see one another succeed or play. Even though we all play different styles of music to an extent, um, there's not there is crossover with some of our styles, but there's also not because you know everybody likes playing their own type of music. So. Yeah, and honestly, like the lack of competition, I think it has a lot to do with how many options there are. Like you can find some place to play just in the Fort Dodge area. I'm I hate to keep bragging about how easy it is around here, but it really is like Monday might be the only day that there's not scheduled music around Fort Dodge. Yeah. Otherwise, Tuesday through Sunday, you're going to catch a show. And if you're a musician, you're going to have the ability to play one. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so supportive around here. It's insanity. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't want to just call out all the places, but like what? Tuesday is shiny top and Wednesday is sneakers. And Thursday, there's usually a show somewhere. Um, it's not a guarantee. Well, Thursday's shiny. Tuesday's the jam. But also uh, Tuesday. Oh, Thursday was shiny. That's right. Yeah. And then Friday is boot, you know, or any other place because it's the weekend. So, yep. you know, 
Yeah, I mean that's play at Community Tap, play at, you know at Amigos. Like Amigos has Wednesdays, so does uh, Rides. It, it's just there's a lot of places goes up here. on and on. And that's another thing. Like, uh, and it's not like other scenes protect the scenes or play gatekeeper, but there is you know a tiny bit of of that that I feel that I've seen in other places, and it's nothing against it. But like I also when I play in other scenes, I play like original punk tunes or rock tunes and things like that, or I've dabbled in the metal scene and things like that. And once again, it's not like they're playing gatekeeper, but sometimes you're just like, how'd you get involved with this gig? And it's like, Oh, I know a guy. And it's like, that's the answer you're going to give me. You're not going to be like, call this dude or, or hit oh, up. Hell no. Give me a napkin and a pen. I'll write down the information for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an analogy I drew for this, you know, this scene up here is, is there's enough pie up here for everybody to cut their own slice and, sure. and nobody's going hungry. Yep. You know, That's perfect. It's just seriously the way it is, you know? And, and like I said, it's well, Jesse and I have done it before where it's like, well, we're playing in, in Stratford and well, we booked a long show and we could play it and take the breaks and stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, Scott Kirkhart hasn't played down here. Scott, yeah. you, you want to come down and play an hour? We'll pay you. We'll cut. We'll take some of our money and give it to you. Speak, and you, and you speaking of more names like yeah. Bo Bonner, uh, a pal of mine, one of my original, like him and I played around before I met Caleb Ferry, you know, and that's a long time ago. Caleb's 88 now. So, <laughs> so that was like 42 years ago. But um, yeah, he showed up at a gig I was playing this weekend over in Clarion, Tim Buck Brew, uh, another supporter of live music. And uh, I was just like, hey, man, they book here. So get up there and play some songs and then give me your information and I'll just keep on going. Yeah. I mean, he's booked there already. You know, it's just that... I would hope every musician does that for any other musician. Yeah. I mean, we're going to take it right back to bootleggers and Nate at bootleggers. He's one of those guys where he likes, we were talking about this earlier. He likes all kinds of music. He's not just a guy that's like, I like rap. I like rock. I like techno. It's, it's everything. He likes metal. He likes nineties music. He likes folk country. I mean, you name it. He's, he likes music. Yep. He's, and that's why he supports our dumbasses. He's like, come <laughs> on in, man. Let's see what you got, because I can tolerate anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's that's another thing. Like, we'll we'll go places. He'll be there supporting music, just like we are as musicians supporting our peers. But he'll also be the guy that's just like, uh, let's take it back to jam night. You know, he shows up at jam night, and it's just like, have you seen this guy that's up here playing? None of us know who he is. His name his name's Chris Anderson. Chris yeah, with well a K. Well done, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Chris with a K, Anderson with an A, you know, and... Uh, you know, it's like, he's like, does he do, does he do shows? And I was just like, hold on a sec. You know, I just like walked inside in the middle of, you know, he was taking a break in between songs. I was like, Hey, you play shows. And he's just like, yep. And I'm like, all right, we're gonna have to make sure we pass your contact info along to Nate, you know? And then not only that, but like, right after I said that you walk up and you're just like, Hey, Nate's outside. He books shows in Fort Dodge. Sometimes you should hit him up. Yeah. And so it's like, we're all looking out for this guy that we don't know just based on the fact that he drove all the way up here to play songs with us. And his music was freaking outstanding. His music was great. Yeah, if you're listening, man, like some of those originals, I was like, wow. All right, I don't want to play anymore. I'm just going to sit down and listen. So I cracked the door, went outside, had a cigarette, and I got I to gotta see the show from the best angle. Yeah, I... Side stage, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a great guy. You know, he's a real nice guy, and it was one of those deals where, like, I mean... You're at every jam night, quite obviously. You host the jam nights in Barnum at the Junkyard. If anybody's wondering, it's the Junkyard Bar and Grill in Barnum, Iowa. They're every Tuesday, 7 to 10. 10 is a loose well number because yeah. sometimes they go till midnight, sometimes whatever. But it's it's one of those things where... You know, you've played up there enough, you know, and I, you can you could play the whole night if you wanted to. But if there's other people, you let everyone else, you know, you always start the night off. And then it's just like, oh, there's other musicians. You guys want to come up here and play? You know, and I, 
I was the only one playing leads that night, you know, and it's, oh, I mean, it's like, there's other people that come and play leads sometimes. And if somebody else comes, it's like, yeah, you play leads. I mean, I, I'm, it's not like I'm running the show. I mean, I just show up and play leads and sometimes I'm just like bored and I don't want to play leads. So I just, sometimes the bass, who yeah. knows, maybe yeah. even the drums. I've seen that happen, Pete. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll, I'll dabble a little bit, but that's another thing. Like, you know, um, coal miner was there last night. He played some drums, you For know, sure. And Owen, uh, the, you know, the young phenom Owen O'Brien was oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's his finishing move. It's called the phenom. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. He's he's one of a kind, too. Um, we've said it at shows before, but if you're going to try and shit talk Owen, you better have a couple <laughs> comebacks ready because that kid is quick on his feet. Really, really is. But, you know, it's one of, you know, like going back to Chris Anderson playing up there, and it was just like, dude, you've got the floor. Play as much as you want, you know? And he's like, oh, I'll play like three songs and get out of everybody's way. And it's like, no. Yeah, and... Uh, like, and to his credit, like he, the due diligence, he took the time to call the junkyard and talk to Ashton Dillon, POS that he is, <laughs> run, runs the junkyard. But um, yeah, he called and he's like, is there a sign up sheet? Is there, and I would just like any musician out there listening to know that it's so loosely run. If you feel like playing something and you can, then do it. And, you know, if you can't, step away for a minute you know yeah. and that's that's the only rules otherwise there's definitely going to be time for you yeah. so have a little tact if you're getting in the way yeah. you know and that's yeah. that's pretty i've much tried it. drumming it doesn't always work and, and then i stop dude yeah. exactly i played yeah. drums on one of your songs they're like all right we're gonna play this one next and i was just like can't do it too fast like i really thought you had it yeah uh, and so i just i just stood up and walked away it's like i'm not gonna wreck a song just sitting there yeah so. the music goes on yeah the, yeah somebody and then cole showed up and it's like cool i don't have to struggle on the drums we got somebody that plays drums you know right and like you said, it's uh you know Chris did his due diligence. He heard about it from the podcast, which is wild. Uh, Chris, if you're listening, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And then you know he finds out the junkyard. He's like, oh, there's you know here's their Facebook page. Here's a phone number. This guy owns it. Let's send him a message and blah blah blah. And he's he's messaging him. And like you said, is, is there a sign up sheet? And it's well, he comes from the Des Moines area, and down there there are jams, but they're kind of busy. And there's not. Yeah, I, I've played a couple down in the area and been invited to a couple even to where. Well, like Iowa City and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hellrace. Thank you very much. I got a bunch of gigs out of it, but just someone reaching out like, I see you play music. Would you like to? Here's the slot we have for you. And it's like, man, I don't know if I can make that work, but if I could do this, mm-hmm. you know. But you can throw all the negotiating out because it's just come one, come all, show up and have some fun. Hopefully it works. Yeah. And going back to due diligence, it's like he didn't just show up and just kind of hem haw his way through it he showed up he knew what he was gonna play he had a whole list of songs in his pocket that he wanted to play and it was just like you got more play them you know you got originals play them you got covers play them you know and we just we just kind of gave him the floor i say we but it's you know it's your jam so like oh shit man we're all in it together but all of us did that you know like he just kept playing and then it was just like play more everyone there loving it because we all see each other so much you know you and me and jesse and jeremy ober and and you know just even the the startups like uh jesse wilson like he came around here when his knee was all bummed up and he's like yeah i play a little music and i was like cool this is the spot you know just Mm -hmm. get comfortable next thing you know buying a bunch of speakers recording in his house like what a jump yeah and one of the nicest things that's ever been done for me thank you jesse was uh, he framed a picture that someone had taken of me at uh, one of my shows. I think it was Scott Kirkhart's. Yeah, it was Scott Kirkhart's Broken Strings fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, man, I just want to say thank you. Like, 
he just gave me a stage and here I am I'm like fuck heck yeah yeah, yeah. I mean and that's what I, I've said to a lot of people I, I owe my musical abilities now um, I mean first and foremost to the desire to do it but the thing that gave me the desire to do it and then the willpower to sit and practice at home and get better was was going to the Patty's Pub Jams with, with Jeremy Ober you Definitely. know yep. um, I went to a few of those and didn't play and then finally got you know the the bravery and courage to to jump up on stage and play a couple times and and believe it or not you were the guy that was i played with yeah you know? I, I remember that it was you me it was the strangest like just a big old stew of musicians that were supposedly the house band that night obviously there's a ton of musicians mm-hmm. so we don't play all night or anything but no. when we were up there just meshing it was like this is a strange brew and it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean it was um You me, DJ Brad and Scott Scott Dahl. Scott was Dahl on drums, yeah. yeah. And I was that was one of the ones where I was not the house band yet. But that was one of those things where like I I was st- still figuring out how to do everything and how to be good at playing guitar and how to like pick my spots. And once again, I'm going to come back to the Scott Dahl advice of, of when it's your turn to get in the way, get in the way. And when you're not supposed to get in the way, stay out of the way. And it's well like, said. yeah, and it's, it, I've said it a million times in the podcast. When I first heard that, I was like, that's mean. And then I was like, no, that's great advice. That's great advice. You know? So, uh, you know, I took that advice to heart and that was one of the first times I got to play in front of people, not in like a structured, like punk band kind of setting. It was just kind of an open jam where you're just like, here's the chords I'm playing this stuff. And Brad's just leans over and he's like, you know, maybe play something like this, just giving me a little bit of advice, you know, and it's like, all right, I'll play it. And then, the, the, you know, you just give me the look and it's like, oh, it's my turn to do some solos, you know, and I just tag in some solos and stuff and, and whammo, away we go, you know, and then um you know i find out you got a jam night over here so i started coming to the jams here and I, like when i first started coming here there weren't too many people coming to the jams because like you said your, your jam nights that you host here some nights they're packed and i mean oh, yeah. packed sometimes you you're lucky to play a few songs and other nights like this last weekend or this last week it was just like you know i was the only one there playing leads so it was like i guess you know i'll play when i feel like it but at the same time i don't feel any pressure to play because there's so many other people here there was like three or four singer songwriters there so it's like i don't you know i'm not going to get in the way and tag on a bunch of songs i don't know how to play and, and i do tr- like it when you get up there and sing though it's a rarity everybody <laughs> but if you do come tuesdays like peter stockdale he sings a bit yeah i do a little bit here and there but that you know and that was one of the things i came to a couple jam nights here and you know, i played that one at patty's then i came here to barnum and i played a um I didn't actually play like the first couple of weeks, you know, it was like you and Jeremy and a couple other people were up there playing and I was just like, I don't know, you know, Jeremy's really good at guitar and I'm not really that good. So I don't it's not you know. It's a competition. It's not a competition. It's not, you know, but then like one time Jeremy was just like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. And he just like walked like away and just put the guitar in my hands. And I was just like, uh, uh, you know, this is kind of Jeremy's way of just being like, it's your, your turn, buddy. Yeah, here you go. Yep. And it's like the, you know, he's just, the amp is on, everything's plugged in, go for it. It's like, all right, I guess, you know, and you know, I, I did well enough at those two jam nights that Jeremy saw me at. He was just like, Hey, you know, if you want to like Patty's pub is doing another jam night this next month, if you want to be in the house band, which, you know, over there at the house band is like, you bring the gear and, you know, people play on your gear. They just have to bring a guitar, you know, and it's like, I'd hate to be a drummer. I've seen some drummers go out just like out of their way to try and break ahead. Oh uh, yeah. I would not want somebody to beat on my drum. That's set, why Caleb you know? Ferry doesn't house. Like he was asked 152,000 times. And he's like, no man, cause, uh, <laughs> I hit these things hard enough. I know what other people are going to do. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's just the way it is. And I mean, that's the rough part about being a drummer. But I mean, I've loaned my guitar out to other people to play too at jam nights. And it's like oh. some people, some people are rough on guitars. It's you know? a real thing. Like so. Jesse's regretted letting me just like, here you go, man. Mine's plugged in. And then yeah. all of a sudden I forget that it's not my guitar. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, hey, it just is what it is. But, you know, those jam nights, like I said, it's, uh, you know, Chris Anderson, Chris with a K, Anderson with an A, he showed up, and there's goody for everybody watching on the video, uh, mm-hmm. the she's, recording cat extraordinaire. She's lovely. <laughs> but yeah, he shows up, he played a handful of songs, and every, everybody was loving it. I'm talking about the people that are regulars there, the people that weren't regulars there, the musicians that are regulars, just regular patrons that just showed up on a random Tuesday, and they're like, oh, there's music playing, and then it's pretty wild like every time he got done playing people were going nuts and i was even playing some songs with him and it was just i got done and it was just like i just look over and i'm like dude that's a killer tune you know and the people on stage with him were clapping for him you know yeah no doubt and new blood is always fucking is always great it's because a, yeah. granite i love that i've been here for five years it's i'm blessed but i bet everybody in this environment is just tired of me you know <laughs> like, like thank you somebody else yeah, we we just kept pushing him, kept pushing him. It's like play more if you want. Like we're, you, you know, you drove a long way to be here. We are loving this. So just oh, and another attribute this man. Uh, he said he was homeschooling six children oh throughout the pandemic. I was like, hats off to you, buddy. Yeah, literally because <laughs> he said, yeah, this is like my first day off in a good long while, and I'm like chose to drove, drive uh, two hours, huh? And he's like, yeah, I've seen a lot, heard a lot. I'm, well, thank you. Thank you. Everybody, it's well-received, and I can't wait to watch your show up here, man. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like you said, there's other people that are playing music, and he's just like, well, I'll get off the stage, and we we just let him keep playing, you know, as much as he wanted to until he was finally like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm going to take a break now. And it was like, all right, next up, you know. And then Jesse went up and played like four or five songs, and he's just like, "Well, it's hot. My voice is kind of shot because you know me and Jesse have been pretty busy, and we did that one show where we did like uh, oh, Jesse Wilson music. Yeah. You can go check out a ton of videos. Peter Stockdale is in charge of all that nonsense. By yeah, the way. yeah. I, oh, mine as well. I he records a lot of it. I've I've edited a couple for him, but I'm trying to teach him how to edit his own videos so he can stream, <laughs> streamline putting it out. But checks out. But yeah, he actually just had a song come out with Scott Kirkhart last week called stiff drink if you guys are looking for that it's uh the anthem of the summer i was gonna say uh, that's how i describe it, it seriously is um i've been trying to tell jesse like book all your shows this summer and call it the stiff drink tour because it's seriously like it's that's a banger of a tune it's one of those songs where if if jesse played it and i didn't know he wrote it i'd be like who wrote that and he'd be like me and i'd be like Nuh-uh. <laughs> no no jesse not you no uh yeah, yeah. and it's that yeah. good it really is um but yeah it's a it's a killer tune check that one out it's all over online um you know check him out jesse wilson music but yeah we played a bunch of shows a couple weeks ago and and jesse kind of wrecked his voice because we played three shows three days in a row you know four hour shows each day and oh man yeah so jesse went up there and played some tunes and he's just like well my voice is kind of worn out and it's it's really hot up here because it was you know we had the door open and stuff because if we were going outside we wanted to be able to hear you know chris anderson still playing so we could cheer him on from the patio outside you know and uh, so, oh man! Then somebody accidentally like hit a family of vermin like outside. You could you could smell the death. It was oh weird. yeah! Oh yeah! Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it was pretty awesome though because yeah, you know it's just like Chris, you want to come back up here? You know, and it's just like well, you know, he's like I'm gonna sit here for just a little bit and and relax. And it's just it's like all right, well you know, Clint will come up here and play a couple more tunes, and I played a couple tunes with you, and then it's just like you know before you leave, you know, 
swing back on up here and everybody everybody you know once again went nuts for him and uh i hope he gets some bookings up in the area because he did open some eyes around here so like you know if there ever is an opportunity where like me and jesse have a show booked i would love to you know book him on the front half of a show or give him an hour before we play or something like that i know you'd probably do the same for him you know i'm looking forward to sharing a show uh i was talking to him he comes from a metal background yeah yeah And that's the other crazy thing was like, I was like, you know, how'd you figure out about the podcast? And he's like, oh, I figured out about, you know, from uh, Cody Benton from Air of Sorrow, which is a, a metal band down in Des Moines. I was just like, how? Peter, you do so many good things. <laughs> Think of all the people and businesses we've named tonight. Uh, yeah, we have, you know, we actually have. We'll mention the junkyard one more time. Don't mind it. <laughs> that's where the jams are at. But, you know, it's crazy to think that like this guy that plays acoustic songs, he's a singer songwriter and he first kind of found out about the podcast by me interviewing metal guys in Des Moines, you know, and then stumbled into the singer songwriter scene up here at jam nights. And it's like, this is, you know, it is pretty wild. And once again, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, hooray, my podcast is so awesome. And, and no, everybody loves it. it. it yeah. Seriously. It, it touched my heart to know that he actually like a listened, you know, thanks to everybody for listening uh, every week or whatever week you choose to listen, but hats off to the supporters. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild to know that like the word traveled like that, you know, talking about jam nights and, and, you know, posting about it or, or sharing things about it or being tagged in things that have to do with jam nights. I would take pictures at them and share them online. And, you know, once again, I took, I think one of the first jam nights I started taking a lot of pictures at was, uh, the five year anniversary. Cause it was, oh, man. it was packed and I mean, it was packed and, uh, I took a bunch of pictures of that and Ashton shared them and a pile of people shared those, uh, Ashton being the, the run, the guy who runs the jam or runs a junkyard here in town pos he drums (laughs) he does drum stick flips and all which is Uh always blows my mind it always blows my mind i keep praying like just drop it please look like a schmuck please (laughs) he never drops it he never does it's odd as hell it's pretty funny because even like really experienced drummers will watch him drum and they're like you just do a stick flip and it's like yeah yeah he did (laughs) he did a stick flip well you got time to catch it when you're not doing anything else right (laughs) (laughs) but it was you know it's pretty fun to know that like uh the word travels like that you know and like i said ashton and the junkyard page they all share you know the pictures that i i share on the audible farm page and you know I, i just put the little watermark in the corner and take the pictures and put them up online and he shares them and then he's like hey don't you have like a little tuesday jam night like you know, a picture you made where you took a picture and just wrote the text on. I was like, yeah, I do. So I just started like sending him a new one each week. And, uh, you know, I, I, d- he gladly just berates the internet with it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, the worst part is like last week I forgot to send him one and this week I sent him one, but it was like four 30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And it's like, well, the jam nights in like two and a half hours, I guess. So <laughs> that's how I do all my posts. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'll see you guys in three hours. Cause that's how long it takes me to drive there. Yeah. But- yeah. And I mean, he was just like, yeah, could you send it to me on like Monday? Maybe I'll post it a day early. And I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely can do. But you know, it's also, you know, he understands I'm not getting paid for it or anything. I just, I just put my little watermark in the corner and he, he sees it and posts it and that's it, you know? And the social media aspect, like that escapes me. I wish I was a little better at it just for bookings and whatnot. But other than that, I like how I hate to use this word organic. Everything is, it's just like, I'll put out a post like, what are you doing tonight? You should probably come here. I'm driving a long ways away to play music. Why don't you do the same just to listen? Yeah. (laughs) And those who do, it's awesome. And those who don't, I don't mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do have a, 
Uh, I mean, there are a lot of people that do the social media for a lot of things that they do, but you're like more of a word of mouth kind of guy. And I think that's one of the things that differentiates what you're doing from what a lot of other people do is, is, you know, you may or may not make an event page for it, or maybe Brad will make one, you know, the day before or whatever, you know, and that's about the only way it's getting made, but people just show up to where you're at, you know, like, uh, or pleasantly surprised, like I played Sunday and somebody showed up to the winery, like they were supporting the winery in Humboldt. And they just show up. And she was like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be you. Just the sweetest little old lady. She's like, I've been following the Ramblers. Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly that, you know, because me and Brad go by Clint Riedel and the truth when we're not all four together. And she was like, I've been trying to catch that show. I was so nice. Like, it was a pleasant surprise that you're here right now. And I thought, well, that's pretty badass of you to just come on a sunday to listen to music regardless of whoever shows up yeah but it's even cooler that um well to i guess I, I, I guess you know me yep. yeah or at least some of my stories well even my mom was watching iowa public television the other day and she was just oh, yeah, she hits yeah. me up and she's like i just saw clint on tv and i was just like nah yeah that's crazy you know, it's it, i saw the same episode i'm sitting there watching iowa ingredient with charity nebby whom i love and then, like, now I watch PBS, and you can actually put a face to the the voice. It's weird. Yeah. You know, sometimes you yeah. don't always want to see what you thought somebody looked like. Yeah. First time I saw Garrison Keillor, I was like, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Garrison you know? Keillor's a fun one. I actually I saw him, him live once. That I was... love that man. And when I first saw him, I think it was on that movie that he made, Prairie Home Prairie Companion. Home Companion. Because, you know, prior internet, you didn't just, like, Google somebody and see their face or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I've grown up with this man's voice in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that movie and I was like, close, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a he's a dapper man. I'm not taking nothing away. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's uh, you and I are the same kind of person a little bit where the fact we're like, uh, we kind of listen to a lot of NPR, or Iowa Public Radio. For sure. Um, I don't listen to as much nowadays just based on the fact of. Yeah, I don't want to get into it either, but yeah. it just seems a little overwhelming you know music cures the soul and it doesn't feel like there's enough music right now yeah yeah um yeah we'll just bypass our um proclivities for why we do or don't listen to it but you know charity nebby it was just like i've heard this name i've heard this voice i've heard her on the radio a billion d billion d times and then it's just like oh that's what she looks like she's on tv cool you know she's one of the best interviewers too yes she honestly is her and oh man well just anybody in the lineup but i was so stunned when i saw her come on the television the other day and Mm -hmm. interviewing michael dunn from the farm to fork truck up in spirit lake iowa yeah there's me and caleb playing music yeah like on iowa public television yeah your name was on the marquee and then you know pretty cool then you're in the background in another scene and that was you know once again that's another crazy thing like it's not like my mom is like really heavy in the music scene. She really doesn't, you know, go to too many shows, even ones I play at. And I, once again, I don't blame her. She's, you know, an older lady. She's got stuff she wants to do and she's doing the stuff she wants to do, you know? And I, you know, I'm not, I don't expect. As I get older, I'm like, can't we start at six? (laughs) (laughs) No, take the stage at nine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Trust me. I feel it though. I've, I've played those nine to one shows before and it's Uh just like, Oh Lord, one o'clock is late. After we tear down and drive three hours, this ought to be a wonderful sunrise. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, me and Jesse have done those gigs too, 
quite a few times where we get home and it's just like, well, it's four in the morning and I just dropped Jesse off. You know, it's like, God dang. I'm starting to rent hotel rooms. Like the older I get and the further away I play, I'm just like, it's worth it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like- I sleep in my car because I don't mind, but you know, sometimes people come a knocking and you're like, I don't want you to see what I have going on here. It's yeah, <laughs> it's bust- just me passed out after a gig. Yeah, busted my car to just to steal a guitar and stab exactly. me or something. Yeah, yep. I totally, I get what you're saying. Not that we play in shady areas or whatever. Oh, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, I was at uh, Waterloo, the Loft, another wonderful, wonderful oh, yeah. venue. Love playing there, and so. I made the mistake. There's a couple of hotels around there, and I'm not going to name drop any bad hotel, but there is a bad hotel there. And I stayed in it, and I was sending pictures because there was, like, stains on the wall, but they were perfect finger, like, drags. Mm. Pretty sure it was blood. And then <laughs> then you're not supposed to smoke cigarettes, but given the hotel room I was in, I was like, I don't think they'll mind too much. So I opened the window, opened the screen, looked down on, like, the second floor ceiling because I'm on the third or fourth, so it's a little ways down. But directly down from my hotel room is a knife and a needle. Oh, and I gosh. was like, well, that's why there's blood streaks on the wall. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So I just smoked my cigarette and uh, performed my gig, came back, and like had my keys in my hand just in case anyone was waiting. Like This guy actually rented it for the whole night because... You never I'm know. Not, I'm not kidding you. As I was checking in, there was a dude really mad that he could only rent it. Like, he only wanted it for an hour, but you had to rent it for three hours. So he had to give him 20 bucks, and he was upset. Yeah. So these are the places I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than, like you said, staying in your car in a parking garage and risking anything. Oh, the too, same dude. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that... Uh, the, it's not that the loft is in a rough neighborhood, but it's it's the downtown area of Waterloo. Oh, no, just the hotel I picked. It's... uh. The, you know, and that's that's a fun, fun place too. Like, uh, I agree I th- I wholeheartedly. Be- I believe you took a booking there that you couldn't take, so you passed it on to me and Jesse, and we played there. If I'm not mistaken, I I am a horrible bookkeeper, and I <laughs> double booked that night, and I was like, well, actually, I bet Pete and Jesse will just love the shit out of this place. Yeah, and once again, thank you for that because it's you could have just oh, yeah, you could have yeah, just pay it forward, man. Yeah, you could have just told them no, but you you helped us get our foot in the door. And I definitely don't want to leave a venue hanging, like mm-hmm. someone who depends on me, like. And I wouldn't just send him anybody like, hey, Owen, why don't you go do a four-hour bass solo? <laughs> yeah, and he could. <laughs> he, he could. could but, but, yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I get. I totally get what you're saying, you know. But it's like one of those things where I, you know, I'm very thankful that once again that you help get our foot in the door at certain places because you're pretty well established and Jesse's just starting out. And I, I am not. Oh, he's I, taking the fast track, though. Yeah. Holy I, cow. And I will have to say, I am not jesse wilson music but i am one of the friends in jesse wilson music oh, and friends sure. yeah. so if i don't have a booking oh, that a, day you get to brag about your band yeah, yeah if i if i don't have a booking that day with three finger betty i'll i'll definitely play a show with jesse and i talked about it in the solo episode that i did a while back but it's it's a first come first serve type deal you know if whoever well, has the booking first i'll take it you know granted i i would prefer to get paid to play music and paid handsomely like we you know like we do sometimes but at the same rate i'll you got it's that old Operation Ivy lyric. If you got a garage or an amp, I will play anytime. You know, uh-huh. and I'm, I really like playing music. You know, in the solo episode, I talked about that. Where like, you know, actually that day that we were playing at the loft, I'm I'm not gonna you know, say too much about it, but I was having a bad day. Like uh, there was a, a fire out on our farm, and it was not fun. And I was all ready to go. I had all my stuff packed up, and it's like I've got to leave 
very soon to get to this thing and a fire broke out and we had to we had to put the fire out and um you know that's just what you do so then i had to go back inside uh take a quick run through the shower one more time get a completely different set of clothes put them on and take off and then and just haul ass over there you know and we were there with plenty of time to spare and set up and make everything great and stuff but but, still this is how my day starts yeah and so i'm in uh, a rough mood to say to say nicely let's just say I'm, i'm not in a good mood but then when me and jesse played music for four hours i was driving home and i was about halfway home and i was just like I didn't think about how I had a rough start to my day at all. And Two or 200, if it feels, you know, once you get around your buddies making noise, it's yeah, no better feeling. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not one to be like, well, music is, you know, soothes the soul and it's good for everybody and it's so therapeutic and dirkity dirk, but it's like, it really, it really was that day. You know, it's a good distraction because once you're up there playing, you don't have time to think about like, oh, I don't, I don't like this person or I said this goofy thing the other day and I bet they hate me or, you know, yeah, like those bills don't exist when you're thinking like it's C, G and F, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. yep. And then, oh, here comes the chord change and there's ah, a breakdown at this part and, and, and here's the solo break and. And, you know, yeah, the only thing on my mind is like, if I start a fire, I'm going to leave the window open so Goody can jump out. But other than that, take it all, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) That was another good show because I like I knew some people that I went to school with at Iowa Central that, you know, at the time lived in Waterloo. And I was just like, hey, you know. Swing out to the show if you want. You know, you don't you really don't have to, but it's 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 nice when they do. Like, yeah, it's oh, free God. to get in. And strange you say that. I played at the loft just uh, a couple weeks ago, and high school friend was like, "I live in Waterloo." Mm-hmm. Hi, Emily Boyd. Thank you for coming out and listening. And she's like, "I'll see you there." It's strange. Okay, it's been like twenty years. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yep. that's really nice. And like I said, I went to I went to school with this person, and I'm I might have had one class with them. I know I was in a club with them um, at the school because it was just like an extracurricular thing. But um, was it uh, dance or no, chess? not not a, no, not okay. a dance club. No, I was actually in an, in a accounting and business club, and I was much the, cooler. Yeah, I was the uh, communications director, so I had helped like digitize a whole bunch of stuff and organize it all and set up the social media for a lot of things. Uh, and the the gal that came to see me was actually. Um, the person who took over my position when I left. So in order to pass everything along, I just like brought a notebook with all the information to help her to take control of it. And I, you know, I, I, it's just one of those things I always thought like at college, I went to back, back to school at an older age. So I was just like, Oh, I'll, I'll just take them out to eat. And then I'll just, you know, pass all this information along and they get a free meal. Cause they're poor college student or whatever, you know, and checks out, you know, I'm not a poor college student. So I was just like, as ah, you know, maybe they don't care. Maybe they do, but I just figured it was nice. So I just took her out to eat and gave her all the information and showed her how to log in and make posts and told her about how I did it and stuff. And, and she took the ball and ran with it the next year. And, um, you know, I've still followed all the stuff on social media so I could still see it all. And it was kind of cool to see somebody else, you know, taking the ball and running with it like that. And, and then she went to school at, in, uh, Waterloo and I was like, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're bored or whatever, and you want to go to this, go for it, you know? And if, you know, once again, if you're not, you don't have to, sure. um, some of the best advice I think I got as far as that kind of stuff. Somebody told me once, um, when you're playing shows, don't ever expect your friends or your family to go to your shows. And I was like, that's mean advice, but it's also good advice. Cause it's so true though. Be, like, yeah. Cause it's like, if, if you are expecting constantly everyone to go to your shows and they don't show up, then you're just like, Oh I'm mad at this person. Cause they didn't show up. But it's mm-hmm. like, 
people have different stuff to do. Like, what do you, you know, it's their only night that's free and they've got a family and it's like, well, or maybe they, they're going to sit at home with their family or maybe they're going to go on a date or maybe they got something else they're going to do. They got They're going to a different show or something. Honestly, Caleb and Laura have the greatest like understanding of that. Caleb, my drummer, my brother from a different mother. I love you, Caleb Ferry and Laura Lou, um, his wife, she's like, I've seen your shows enough times. So I was at the beginning of our like band ship, I was like, well, is Laura going to make it out? I would ask every show. And he's like, uh, no. You know, like she would come around quite a bit, but it was like, uh, no. And I was like, I totally get that. Like, mm-hmm. you've seen these songs 150 times, you know. And mm-hmm. so she's she's got the perfect line and he's got the perfect understanding. I don't expect her to be there. It's great when she is. Yeah, yeah. And once again, that's nothing against Laura. She's super, super no, nice lady. No, you know? yep. The uh, coolest. So, honestly, so is Caleb. He's and a super better nice golfer guy. than Brad Hofing. I'll say it out loud. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe she should be wearing the Titleist hat. <laughs> Caleb just bought a Titleist hat. I'm not kidding. Oh, yeah? He calls Brad, sends him a picture, and he's like, you're not the only Rambler who golfs now. <laughs> like, it's a call out. And, and Brad's a banger. Like, oh, man. Nine out of the last 10 club championships, Brad Hofing. Caleb yeah. just straight up like WWE'd him. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Just oh, calls him out. Speaking of WWE, yeah. talking to Jeremy Ober earlier, I'll say it's his fault. He uh, he gave Owen O'Brien a finishing move. It's called the panty dropper, and he stole it from Brad Hofing. <laughs> I just started the beef. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm going to start a fight between those two. Because uh-huh, yeah. they're both bass players. See what oh, I did they there? are. They are. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to actually have dedicated bass players because, I mean, I play the bass sometimes, but I'm not like a quote-unquote dedicated bass player. So, you know, it is nice to have somebody that actually plays the bass and plays it very well. And that's not to say that Brad can't play a guitar because he can also play a guitar very, very well, and too. And he sings better than anyone in any band around the area <laughs> that's true he's a very good singer and he and this isn't like me you t- saying like well peter sings and he's good at it no brad's like so he sings like an angel you he know? really really do and uh that's another one where it sneaks out there sometimes you'll get him to sing a song every now and then and friday at bootleggers yeah yeah just yeah. out of nowhere Thank you, Nate, for supplying the alcohol that made Brad sing. Yeah, and it's one of those things, it's like sneaky devil, you know, he's, he's so good at it, and he doesn't do it much, but when he does, it's just like, this is so cool to have him do that, you know, and, you know, it's really cool, you know, having friends show up at shows, having them not show up at shows, or just having your peers of, of sorts, you you out of here, cat? I wonder if she can, he- can you hear that on the microphone? My cat, she knows how to open doors. Yeah, she just opened the door, so maybe she'll scratch and claw her way back in. Checks if anybody's out. watching the video, I was just letting the cat out, but... <laughs> Who let the cats out? No, okay. <laughs> Nate. <laughs> uh, yes, Nate. Nate did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's super cool to have your friends show up at shows, and, and like I said, that Friday show that you were playing at Bootleggers this last week, I was literally just driving through Fort Dodge, um, I stopped at a gas station to, to grab a snack. I pulled up Facebook while I was in the parking lot and it was just like, Oh, Clint's at bootleggers. I mean, it's, it's, it's like right over there. You know, I'm, I'm on the, well. I'm on the edge of town. It's like a three minute drive. I'll just go over there and hang out, you know? And I showed up there and somebody said, Hey, aren't you playing a show with Jesse tonight? And I said, better not be cause I'm here, you know? Uh-huh. And, and then lo and behold, who walks in the back door like 10 minutes later? Just oh, Jesse. Jesse, you know? And it's like, we didn't even plan this stuff. And that's, it's once again, it's like. It's so cool to know that, like, you know, great minds think alike or whatever, but it's like we're, you know, supporting the local music scene. Me and Jesse don't have a show, so why not go see somebody else play a show, you know? So we cruised into town and watched somebody play a show. Cruised in separately, you know? He, yep. Yeah, that's... Honestly, 
what I remember when Jeremy Ober, like I started playing with Caleb and Jeremy Ober would start showing up to my shows and I'm like, I must be doing something right. I got the immortal, you know, yeah. looking on. And then I realized he's being a good dude. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go out and support. And then we grew to be like best pals, yep. you know? So now I just, I don't expect to see my friends, but I know they're there when they can be. Yeah, exactly. And, and before I was just so impressed to see that support. So, and, and I'm sure you and Jesse see it the same way. Exactly. Just like, Holy cow. They, Jeremy Ober just watched my show. Yeah. This is awesome. And this isn't down talking anybody's abilities, but you're like, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way I do. At least when you first started, you're up there playing and you're like, man, I don't deserve to have these awesome people oh, showing yeah. up at my shows yep. and here they are coming to support me. And it's like, wouldn't they rather be doing anything else? <laughs> it's like, no, they wouldn't. They want to support their friends, you know? And, yep. and you know, you and I were talking about it beforehand. We talked a little bit about it on the podcast here, but it's just like, Jeremy's so good. I'm like, in, I am intimidated by him to an extent. You know, I'm not like, oh, Jeremy's here. I can't talk to him. He's too cool for me. You know, it's none of that stuff, but it's just like, this guy's, this guy's awesome. You know, he's so good. He really doesn't have to support anyone if he doesn't want to, you know, but he's literally one of the nicest people ever. Um, I, I played with him a couple of weeks ago at the jam night here in Barnum. And I was just like, can I play with you? Is that cool? And he's just like, yeah. And I was like, you'll have to help me keep up with you. You know, it's not like I'm bad at playing guitar or anything, but he'll call he'll out, just give me a little frame. Yeah. yeah. He'll call out chord changes and he'll be like, uh, you can play it in this key or that key. Or maybe when we get to the solo, I change the key so you can play it in this key if you want to. And it's like, man, that's the difference nice. between musicians and people that play music. Yeah. Know? That's the God's honest truth. Like I know a hundred thousand. Well, I know a billion people that play music in this world. Yeah. But I, there's not very many musicians, you yeah. know, like this is your love and your dedication and you speak that language when you talk. You yeah. Know? And Jeremy's always been like that. As far as I know, like I've known him. I mean, I, I honestly, like when I was going to school, he was just a couple years older than me and he went to the same elementary school I did for a while. And so like, I remember him from, like being a kid, you know, and you know, when you still had the baby face and, and everything, I still have like these weird images of like Jeremy Ober burned in my mind you know we'd be playing basketball out at recess and he was there or whatever you know and did he have long hair no he wore a baseball cap all the time though Damn. I do remember that so Jeremy if you're listening I do remember you wearing a baseball cap like every day at recess so we weren't allowed to in Belmont Clemmy High School no hats allowed <laughs> no hats allowed that's a I've always had good hats though that's a peanuts oh really reference yeah no dogs allowed and they wouldn't let Snoopy in but anyways yeah, I mean, he's always been like that. He's he's an amazing guitar teacher and, and, and one of those things, you know, and it's something I like kind of want to pass along if I can. So I became a guitar teacher and I bounced ideas off of him and learned, you know, the best way to interact with people when you're when you have students that are learning from you. And and even then, like um, I recently re redid a guitar um, and donated it to the Broken Strings Foundation, Jeremy. It's one of Jeremy's old guitars that he gave to me to hydro dip and I hydro dipped it and I brought it back to him and I said, Hey, do you want to learn how to solder? You know, cause he was just, you know, he knows how to do everything else. Why not learn how to solder? You know? So he's just like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I showed him how to solder and, and guess what? He soldered the whole thing up and it only took two tries. All we had to do was fix one thing. And it was, it was a very, you know, easy fix. It was just, uh, some of the shielding on one of the wires burned through and touched the ground on something. So it didn't, no sound came out, but like, why wouldn't he be good at, why wouldn't he be good at that as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we just clipped it and resoldered it. Boom. Worked fine. You know? And it's like, this guy's a fast learner. He's a nice guy. I would love to, you know, 
give him the knowledge how to do this, especially since I have the time available, you know, at the moment I do anyways. So I was just like, yeah, I'll come over and show you how to solder. So the guitar that he donated to the Reforge initiative to get um, auctioned off for scholarship funds, that will end up, you know, happening. And that was one that, like I said, he donated to me. I sanded it all down, hydro dipped it, gave it back to him. He soldered it up and boom it's it's there's a video of it out there in the public if you want um if you're listening to this on youtube just go to the audible farm youtube channel which is where you're listening to this anyways and then just look it's one of the most recent videos i've got on there but you said you put march of the vultures on top of that yeah there's a brutal republic song march of the vultures on there and if if i'm not mistaken i'm, I'm kind of you know might be speaking out of pocket here but i think he actually wrote that song with the guitar that i hydro dipped oh, nice. if, if i'm not mistaken um maybe he did maybe he didn't but i th- i think if that's Correct. That would have a really cool, like, uh, I th- yeah, like it's a nice attachment to it. And I, that's one of the reasons I chose the song. And I, like I said, I think that's right. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's right. And that's why I chose the song. And, you know, Brad and him and I, like, kind of bounced a couple song ideas around for that. And that's, you know, it's really neat that he's doing that for the, you know, the Reforge initiative, the giving out scholarships to students looking to go to school for, you know, music or art related things and, and that kind of stuff. He was so, just over here. What day is that? Like June 30th? Uh, my phone is over there. I think it's June 30th. Once again, don't oh, quote me on that. Calendar's but, over there. But watch the video. It's in there. It's nice. in there. Oh, here, I'll tell you what. Here's your here's your calendar. Flip flip through that bad boy and I'll, I'll do a little more we'll talking here. Over. But yeah, um, Jeremy's always been one of the nicest guys. You go to jam nights with him and he's just like, you know, these are the chord changes. This is the stuff that's going on. So close. July 30th. July 30th. All right. So, But yes, um, if you guys are missing the date and you didn't have a pen with you, just watch that video. It's in there. It's also in the description of that video. So check that out. But, you know, and if... You know, I've been up on stage with him where I'm playing some stuff, and it's like, well, this doesn't really fit. And he'll just like lean over, just be like, you know, whatever, D minor or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, we're we're back in, we're back in. You know, or or like if he's playing a song, and it's like, here's the the chord changes, and then there's a bridge that's like way out in left field. He'll he'll lean over and tell you what it is, so you're not just like left, like as he's playing it, too. yeah, left he's hanging cool. there. You know, and it's it's brilliant. It's super nice of him. He's uh, you know, I've I've got the opportunity to play guitar with some of his students even, and his students. Um, oh, uh, Nate and uh, Eric, Eric yeah. they opened up for Brutal Republic over at the 503. First show ever for Eric, 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Just uh, one of Jeremy's students, and he's like, yeah, totally impressed. Like, work, yeah. you work on your licks, and then you work on your stage presence, and then you're a musician. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah, he's getting paid for this now, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a job. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, you know, he's he's not much different than any of us were when we were, like, 16. I mean, a lot of us were pretty full of ourselves, which... Oh, I didn't have the aspiration, though. Like, he's actually got the time and drive. He's out there yeah. doing it, you know? He's playing a lot of guitar. and Good we'll, on you, kid. We'll go to jam nights, and he's pretty shy at jam nights because he's like, oh, you guys are so good and stuff, and it's like, no. We're not. We're not no. any better. We're not any better than you, kid. Like he's half my age and at least as good as I am at the guitar. The, the best o- way to describe that is I leaned over to Jordan and I was like, "It's an E with like a tiny little B on it," and he's like, "E flat." And I'm like, <laughs> sure, sounds yeah, great. Yeah. Like we have no. I have no idea what's going on here. So <laughs> yeah, the fact that the sixteen-year-old just gets up there and shreds and it's like, yeah, you got the world by the tail. All yeah. you gotta do now is use it. Yeah, that's one of those, I like using analogies to describe things, and that's, one of my favorite analogies for that is this, like if, I mean, he's um, maybe like scared of his own talents, he doesn't know if people will accept it. The only thing I have over him is more stage experience. That that is it. I think it's all age, like at that age, you don't want to stand out, you want to blend in, and but, you know, right afterwards, you want to stand out, like look at me, world, and then 
it's just all evolution. He's just jumping ahead of, you know, the curve. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And good on you, by the way, the analogy I like to use for that is, is this, and I've, I've, I've said it before, maybe not even on the podcast, but I've said it before to a lot of my buddies and it's this, like, um, I look at playing music kind of like making yourself food, like making yourself a sandwich, right? So like if you make yourself a sandwich, it's pretty boring. Like you're packing your lunch for tomorrow and the next day you're eating your sandwich and you're just like, whatever, it's a sandwich. But if I made you a sandwich, if I made you a sandwich with the exact same ingredients you used, 100% the exact same sandwich, you would eat it the next day and you'd be like, this sandwich is amazing. Like why? Because somebody else made it. And that's why, like, it's, it's, I love that analogy just on that simple fact. Cause it's just like, well, somebody makes you spaghetti. It's amazing. And it's like, well, what do they do? Like they didn't do anything different than you do. They're just, just spaghetti, you know? And it's so, so good. You got to try this restaurant. It's Fazoli's. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's always like bored with their own spaghetti or they're bored with their own sandwich. So they think that everyone else is bored with their sandwich. And it's like, no, we freaking love this. Cause you're making music for us. Even though you're might be bored with your own music. They like that. They didn't have to see the process is all. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I, you know, I didn't have to, I didn't have to do any work for it. I just got to sit here and enjoy what you were doing, you know? And I was always, you know, that was one reason I didn't like to play at jam nights. And I was always super nervous to play in front of people. Cause it's like, I'm not very good. And there's so many people that are so much better than me. And it's like, but they are not me and I am not them. And that's one of the things that makes whatever I do, you know, Brad Hoofing individualistic of me. Yep. And that's one of the things that makes you individualistic of you. Exactly. You know, there's songs I've played a show with you or I've played jam nights with you and things like that. There's a couple songs that you play that Jesse plays and you guys play them differently. And, and you know, you maybe capo it off in a different place or you have like different patterns to play these parts or whatever or you finger pick and he strums it or whatever, or, or he leaves me more room to, to do solos and, and you don't or whatever. And it's all gravy because it's all different. And that's one of the things I enjoy about it so much is the fact that it's different. You know, it's a different sandwich that I get to eat every time I go do it. I do like the unstructured side of things where it's like, I'm going to say it out loud. I can't stand jazz. You know, it just sounds like chaos in a bucket and somebody's screaming while it burns, you know, but I do like just improvised music. So I don't, I don't know how that works out. Probably a double negative in that sentence. But anyway, I enjoy like, this is a jam, you know, like whatever mm -hmm. feels right at the time. Like you said, uh, Jesse just leans over when the crowd's not all that interested. Like, keep going man and i don't know how many times i've leaned over at brad and like 10 minute bass solo he's like don't <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know it just you don't know what's going to happen that minute you don't know there's no structure to it and then there's the opposite side like brad's dad he's a he plays in the carl king you know like he's well trained plays a cello but he doesn't want to come over and play in the jam because there's not that line of music just sitting there like this yep. is what i'm supposed to do next it's like no man we're gonna feel it and whatever feels right go yeah that's we might step on toes but we'll try and back off real fast if not yeah and i mean there's some of that at jam nights too where like i step on your toes because i want to solo too long and it's time for you to come back in and sing and you do and you're just or like i just sing on like oh geez i jumped in the middle of a beautiful guitar solo from pete and i was like well can't get that minute back. Keep thinking of what the words are. Yeah, you get the first line of the verse out, and you're just like, "Sorry about that." And then you just like keep going. It's like, I don't care, man. I'm I'm sorry. I kept going. You know, it's and like that's the beauty of on stage too. Like, I wonder how many people notice. Well, in the junkyard environment, it's close quarters, so you yeah. can you can hear all the shenanigans. But playing on bigger stages and stuff, there's so much banter on stage to all you non musicians that 
honestly we're writing books up there in between like notes it's weird yeah and i mean like you said i wonder how many people actually notice that because that's another thing is like you and i as musicians and the rest of us that are up there playing it's like we we notice the mistakes and we notice when somebody steps on someone else's toes or like if the guy soloing goes too long or like if you're playing a a song that's in six eight time you know and i'm just like i'm soloing in something that feels like three four i'm just like wait wait what drummer drives the bus i've come to realize like whatever the beat is we're sticking to it or we all just sound like jazz yeah and so like there's a you know like i said there's a couple times of like solo thinking like oh this is four four solo so it's just like one two three four one two three four but you're playing a song that's like six eight it's like one two three one two three one two three one two three and i'm like oh crap my my solo is not going to end on the right spot and then i kind of get lost where the chord changes are at it's like well i'll get it the next time around you know and like when i first started playing i was so like self-conscious i would have just been like no yeah crying i would have just set my guitar down and walked away not really crying <laughs> but it would just been like god dang this sucks you know but now i just laugh because it's just like oh it wasn't very good was it and it's just like no it wasn't it's like my bad you know like walk off stage give yourself a d minus and have a beer <laughs> yeah exactly yep. you know that's uh, once once again uh when it's your turn to get get in the way get in the way you know and when it's not your turn to get in the way uh, don't get in the way <laughs> so sometimes i've done that too where it's just like well i played four songs and that last one i kind of sucked so who's up next you know and it's like oh the best part like brad's been recording everything and i didn't realize we played at uh community tap as a full band for the first time in a very long time and he's like yeah i recorded the whole thing i'll just i'll cut it you know if i need to it's like i don't want to hear any of that brad i just <laughs> remember that night getting away real fast He's like, yeah, but they're, you know, basement tapes. I'm like, yep. <laughs> okay, okay. So there might be like this weird, like eclectic version of the Blue Ribbon Ramblers out there after my death where Brad's like, I feel like I can release it now. And I start telling like parakeet jokes or something. <laughs> I can release it now and I'll make the money instead of Clint. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All 48 bucks. Yeah. Oh, man. They're actually, you do have a band camp page though, where people can buy a couple of your live recordings oh, and yeah. uh, demos and, and things like that, little singles and, and such. And, uh, you know, I think that should be bolstered up a little bit so people can check it out. You know, there's, speaking of basement tapes, there is a, a radio show called the Iowa Basement Tapes. It's also a podcast. It's available online. Check it out. I don't have anything to do with it. It's uh, Christian Day is the guy's name that runs it. Just paying it forward, man. He's a beautiful, beautiful individual for doing what he does, but he finds um like outdated songs from things that like um i don't know like three finger betty used to put like every live set we'd clip it apart and put it online and then as as for a marketing ploy we decided to take some of that offline just because we don't want people to have like well here's there's an ep in here buried in there somewhere with like 500 live recordings that might not have the best quality so we want people to find the ep when we release the ep so we went that route proud to release yeah, yeah yes um but you know, Christian would go out there and he'd find some of his favorite songs of us doing live recordings and he'd purchase the albums, you know, and, and, and save them and, and put them on the, you know, on the radio sometimes or whatever. And it's like, that's really cool, you know, and I actually had, you know, somebody, um, Jordan Malin from the Des Moines Music Coalition hit me up and he's like, somebody was looking for this 90s band. I think they had this name maybe and they had an album, but we can't find it. And, and we're just trying to see if we can find it. Do you know anything about it? And I said, well, let me see what I can do. And I was like, I bet Christian has something on the Iowa music, you know, on the Iowa basement tapes about it. So I cruised through the Iowa basement tapes, boom, found it. And then it's just like, well, well I wonder if there's you know, the full album, because he's got a couple of their live tunes here. Guess what? Found found the album. He he found a copy of it from somewhere. He got the permission to put it up online. Boom, it's online. And, 
and it's it's free to to listen to and free to buy if somebody wants to download it and it was like somebody from southern california that was just like i heard him when i was in iowa in the 90s and we were looking for their stuff yeah. and it's, you know and that's one of those weird things where like i'm starting to build a really good rapport with like some of these other podcasters and, and interviewers and people who have different things to help preserve the music scene around here and i guess what i'm doing with this podcast is just trying to preserve uh you know a slice of the music scene in some capacity whether it be just sitting talking to you guys or or recording live sets if i can and putting yeah, them online and... i think you expand it man like <laughs> yeah honestly this is to the masses whoever is listening if it affects one person and they drive two hours to come play some tunes yeah, you've done your job. Well, speaking of that, I mean, like, we were talking about the the great Nate from Bootleggers. You know, he he went went what what he went with us when we went to El Rey's, me and Jesse, and we played a set there. And they were like, "Oh, you guys, you guys are too good for this." You know, like this Monday open mic night stuff. And it was just like, "Well, I appreciate it," you know. And then it's like, "Well, let's stick around and see who else is there." And there was a couple of rappers. They were pretty good. Um, I did an interview with Ion uh, Alexakis. Uh, that was one of my recent ones, and I ran into him at that um, open mic night. I guess they call it the what is it, Songwriter Mondays yep. or something yep. like that. And so, like another person I met there was Michael Husky, and and Nate saw Michael playing, and he's like, "That guy's actually pretty good. I'm gonna hit him up and see if he wants to play up here." So we hit him up, you know, or Nate hit him up, and he's like, "Hey, I'll I'll pay you to play at Bootleggers on on Sunday or whatever." And it's like cool you know can we find him another place to play so we found him you know we hit like lined him up with sneakers and it was just like no we don't care you're not taking you're not taking enough pie away from anybody up here to exactly. make them mad you know so it's like we booked him a couple shows we got him paid for a weekend <laughs> and that bs line about like you know you show up but you play and there's a lot of exposure it's like exposure is nice and all but i smoke cigarettes and drink fuck drink bourbon so i can't buy that with exposure that's true you know so it's it's wonderful that like nate enjoys him enough to get him up here and and pay him yep exactly like yeah and we brought gas him. is not free no it's yeah. not free he, he drove three hours one way to play up in yeah. fort dodge which, for a weekend which gladly i'll do for next to nothing but you know it's, it's a lot nicer when somebody but it's pays not him. nothing yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we got him lined up at Sneakers the day before, so we played at Sneakers, too. So, And that was one of those things where it's like, this guy's pretty good. Hit him up, you know? Like, oh, there comes Goody back in here. I don't know if anybody saw that. It's kind of off camera. Come on, hey, Goody. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's one of those cool things. You know, you run into so many cool people going and playing shows and, and playing those, you know, those weird jam nights or those, you know, songwriter circles and things like that. And, you know, you run into him, and I've actually built a really good relationship with Michael Husky. And he came up another weekend and played at Bootleggers. And, and even he said out loud, and I, I, I have no reason to disbelieve him, but he said, Goody, don't you dare climb in front of that camera. <laughs> Do it. it. Oh, my gosh. It's so close. Goody's, like, right in front of the camera. Oh, oh there's it. the bump. Oh, the bump from the camera. But, yeah, so uh, if anybody's watching the video version and it bumped, it's because the cat bumped into it. But, anyways, so... Uh, <laughs> She's hungry. It's hilarious. We're getting close to ending here, anyways. But, uh, so, yeah, like, you know, I, I ran into Michael Husky. He's such a nice guy. Um, we got him booked at some shows up here. And he said, this is one of my favorite areas to play in um and even said about bootleggers this is one of my favorite places to play in in iowa that he's that i've played in you and know? nate won't be mad for me to say this like you know if there was some chicken wire around the stage if there were a stage i'd feel better about playing at bootleggers <laughs> yeah i love the honky tonk vibe like you don't know if you're gonna get stabbed you don't know if you're gonna get shot you're it's not just, gonna get stabbed or shot at bootleggers i but... disagree <laughs> i was shot and stabbed at bootleggers <laughs> you look great for <laughs> thank you uh but yeah i mean it's great i mean um, 
there's a, a cool clientele at bootleggers where there's like an older people come in earlier in the night and then a younger hipper crowd i would say comes in oh there's later, a different rollover later yeah. later at night so you if you play those like like an eight to eleven show or an eight to midnight you're gonna get some of the older people up there some of which like to dance to the music which Real is things. really cool yep. and then the later in the night comes in you get a completely different crowd they're all younger uh people like, like some people are getting rowdy some people are just sitting there having a couple of beers watching the music and it's it's really neat to see the the difference of people that are coming in there and i you know and my, I, michael husky's right on it's one of those reasons that like it's a really fun place to play because it doesn't matter what hour you're in there somebody's enjoying the tunes that you're playing you know and, and two or 200 doesn't matter how many people you're playing to just enjoy it that's how i look at it anyway yeah i mean it's it is much more difficult to play to two people than it is to 200 the energy you get from 200 oh, definitely uh, yep helps you ramp it up a little bit but but then you just make way for solos yeah <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> but you know like i said it's it's fun to play music uh it's it's a nice distraction from like what's going on in your daily life you know it's it's kind of thing where you're like oh, i gotta go work i'm actually you know you're working you sure. know and and when i play music I, I mean i guess i'm working too so i gotta go put in work you know but it's also one of those things where it's like it's a nice distraction from the mundane monotony of everyday life and that's the difference between like people who play music and musicians you know and even then not putting anyone down with their craft but like if they're paying you give them a show you know like yeah i, I hate to walk into a place and they're just like three hours of tuning one song and you're like yeah, I, yeah, yeah all right first time out i i remember that day i do i honestly do tuning at full volume yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a button yeah there is a button just turn it down and tune and can come back to it but. i'm not putting down any of you uh audible tuners but yeah. none of us want to hear that it's just like the guy checking his drums caleb fuck you <laughs> yeah there's, there's honestly it's not that bad but it is kind of like when you're sitting there and it's just like all you hear is and you're like okay you got it you know but and and that was an actual lie caleb's never tuned his drums they just sound amazing every time he sets up yeah i think he just sits behind them and they tune themselves they're like i better sound good because he's gonna beat me you know like i think it's called a saddle like the chair they sit in or whatever he's got a new saddle and mm. it is fancy yeah, I've heard people call them thrones. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yep. Thrones. Yep. Yep. So it's cheetah skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a throne. It's gilded and everything. It's got a pimp cup next to it. No, oh, I, I think know. it is gold rounded. Like, it looks like a bar stool, but it's wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's one of those things, you know. Um, it's cool to run into new people. It's cool to, you know, like I said, I, I ran into Michael Husky down in Iowa, Iowa City, and he played a couple different weekends up here in Fort Dodge because, once again, there's you know enough pie for everyone to cut a slice up here whether or not we're locals or not we're looking out for everybody you know and it's okay. not just like it's not it's not like we're the fort dodge gatekeepers that are only only the fort dodge people get to play here there's nothing yeah, to do that definitely not I, I, here's another one i sh i was just like nate have you ever heard of matt woods and he says no and i said listen to this and he says dude this is good i'm calling him and and you're wearing a matt woods hat i'm wearing a mm -hmm. matt woods hat right now mm -hmm. you know and guess what nate did he hit up Matt Woods and was like, do you want to come up and play at my bar? And guess who's playing up there? Um, what is it? Tomorrow? Does this come out Thursday? Guess who's playing there tomorrow? Matt Woods. You so go to that show. I'm yep. going to that show. Yep. I, oh, gosh. It's going to be so... And, that's, and then it goes back, like, even all these small connections, but Iowa music is so strong. Like, the roots run deep. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I saw Matt Woods. It was at Soldier Creek in the winery outside of Fort Dodge here. And he started in... 
on, I forget which Joe Price song, but I walked up just a schmuck, you know, I'm wine drunk. And I was like, is that a Joe Price song? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And keeps playing and singing. And I was like, yeah, oh, I was that guy. Oh, he's, man, I'm he's sorry, He's busy Matt. when he's playing. Yeah, yeah he's, no doubt. He's got a cool style. He's got that finger-picking root oh. style of play, and that's that's amazing. And I Neither hand stops moving. No, yeah. and he's singing while he's doing it all, too, you know? Like, that's wild. I just love what he does, you know? And it's one of those fun things to, to like I said, just run into these people. And Matt's one of those guys that I... I just heard about his stuff online and I, I went and saw him at a show and I just introduced myself. We did a podcast together, I think, before I even saw him live. You know, I never even met him and we just did a podcast and he, you know, quickly became one of my favorite people in the music scene, you know, and then I'm not trying to be like, hey, but you know, Matt Woods said in his podcast, if you've got questions, I will give you the best answers I can give you. You know, doesn't matter what's about how playing this, you know, these different types of gear, this, that, and the other. Nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. A great guy when it comes down to that stuff. And guess what? Him and I traded some gear just to try some new gear out. And so when he comes to Fort Dodge, I'm going to have to give him back a couple pieces of gear and maybe he'll bring the gear I loaned him up and, and... you know, maybe I'll have to hit him up and it's going to be so cool just to have him up in the area and talk to him, you know, and like I said, he's a busy man and he plays wonderful music. So if you're into roots and blues and things like that, swing out to bootleggers. I'm not trying to be like, oh, let's promote bootleggers or nothing, but like, no, but just support live music, go yeah. everywhere you can, any chance you get. Yeah. And I mean, that's all it comes down to. Like, like I said, whether, whether or not it's Chris Anderson, Chris with a K Anderson with an A, whether or not it's Matt Woods, whether or not it's Michael Husky, yeah. if it's you Chris or me, Carr, two K's, yeah, well, Chris Carr, uh, you know, or the cosmic oh, brownies rapper name, by the way, two K's. 2K. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Why two K? Because, oh man. Yeah. And that's another one. Like Chris Carr was one of the reasons I actually got interested in live music in the area in the first place. Anyways, he had a music shop and he always played live shows. I would talk to him. He was always nice to me. And, and that's, you know, that's what kind of what got me like wanting to play music, you know, is just people like him and Jeremy and then coming to jam nights and, and running into you. Um, you know, I met you blindly through Brad and I didn't even know Brad any more than the man in the moon, you know? Yeah. So it's the podcast has helped out a lot. Playing jam nights has helped a lot. I've, I've run into a lot of really cool people and, and met a lot of really nice people and, and got to play a lot of cool shows. You know, heck I ran into Jesse at jam nights and that's how I started playing some yeah, songs with him. You're in a band. Yeah. Now I'm <laughs> yeah. in a, now I am friends of Jesse Wilson and friends. <laughs> Oh man, but Clint Riedel and the Truth. That's yeah. not even Brad. It's his bass. Yeah, <laughs> Ruth the Truth is the name of his bass. He is so modest. He's like uh, not Clinton Brad. Yeah. Like, that's a great name. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And that's the other thing about Jesse too. Is like you know you never knew who's gonna show up at his shows. It could be me. I might have a booking. He might bring someone else with. He might just. It might be him and yeah, Owen no, no. playing D- bass. Debo you know? started out with him for a while there, and now yeah, Owen's tagged along. Yeah, You're I was, gonna have a and drummer. I was playing bass with with Debo and, oh, and Jesse yeah, yeah. for a while. That's you how know? that started. Yeah, and so and I mean like the first show me and Jesse did together, I flip flopped between a you know electric and bass because it was just like I don't know what you want out of me. Let's just kind of fart it all in here together and see what happens. On Pete's behalf as well, we played a show together. I was like, hey, man, you want to show up at Sneakers? Thank you, Holly. And he's like, sure. What do you want me to bring? I was like, I don't care. And he brings this pedal board that can make a guitar a bass. Yeah. So every now and then he's like, lead. And then just boom. Yeah, back to the bass sound. And so I'd be playing bass sounds for him for a while. Yeah, I have no idea about the technology involved, but it was cool. Yeah, it just drops all the strings an octave. So it was just like, this is pretty neat, you know? And it's like, oh, time for leads. Just like turn this off and turn on some overdrive and boom, lead time, you know? And then it's like, oh, back to playing the bass, you know? And. I did that a little bit here and there. It was it was fun to experiment with and do, you know, because you usually have a bassist with you, but 
you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's fun to be able to play songs with other people and play music with other people. And thank you for inviting me of to course. play a show with you. Just the element that any other musician brings, like jam nights are great. Like the vibe, yeah. Eric Dillon, the actual owner of Barnum, <laughs> he, <laughs> he uh, owns the junkyard and he's like, he was there last night and he says, man, honestly, the best shows I've ever seen are right here on a Tuesday because there's nothing expected and whatever comes of it. Sometimes it's the greatest combination known to Christ. Don't get me wrong. There's times that I just want to like break a guitar. Yeah. But, yeah. But otherwise, you'll never find that again. That energy is lost and it's only happening then and there. Yeah. And we're all doing it out of the goodness and kindness of our hearts. And the fact and that we, we enjoy playing the fact with that each we other, like playing like guitar, we when... enjoy each other's company. We're doing it for free. Yep. You know, nobody paid Chris Anderson, Chris with a K, yeah, Anderson no with an A. Drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to say that every time now because it's the best tagline ever. It makes it so easy to remember him. That's how I saved it in my phone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I bet he gets bookings up in this area. And if he doesn't, I'm going to try and help us him in and i'm gonna try and get him on the podcast oh, here soon God, all so. you musicians out there just come on out we'll help us out you know we'll help you out and actually you don't have to help us out we're fine but yeah. we'll help you out yes yeah, we got up to barnum if you guys are wondering about it you know it's every tuesday seven to ten uh barnum jam nights uh it's at the junkyard in barnum iowa it's real easy to find if you're just like i don't know how to find the junkyard we'll drive into barnum and it's the place where all the music's coming from it's the place with the cars we have three streets i am not exaggerating no it's uh he's not um yeah. Population 42 because I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> and Goody's here too. Uh, yeah, 42 and a half. Oh, man. So, yeah, we got just over an hour in here. Uh, once again, Clint, it's awesome to talk to you. You're just like, uh, you're not just a bailout musician for me to sit and talk to. You're also a good friend. You're an easy person to talk to. And we always have good conversations when we sit down and talk. Because, like I said, we came into this one dry. We didn't have anything to talk about other than like the, the awesome jam night that we had last night. And we turned it into. You know, plugging just about every place uh, we could and talking yeah, about how should. great the scene up here is, yep. how non-exclusive we are about and, the scene up and here. And I'm sure the scene exists in any little pocket in Iowa, like, you know, when you go up to Decorah or stuff like that. It's, it's everywhere, but I'm just proud of ours. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, that was something that we learned from Vince Beneshek as you go over towards the Iowa City area. Once you get out in the smaller towns around there, like Lisbon and stuff, it's the same deal. Like, there's nice little pockets of, of local musicians that all love each other's stuff and you know, like I said, this is, we're not the only place that has a supportive scene. Other scenes are supportive, but we're not playing gatekeeper up here no, at all. No, it's just like our baby. We're just like, oh, look at it. It could do no wrong. Painted poop paintings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, once again, if anybody's looking to, to, you know, break into the scene up here, the easiest place might be at the jam nights. You know, we at least get to know the musicians that play in the area and we can help point you in the right direction as to where to play. And, you know, excited to hear your music. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got a jam night or a, uh, an area that you guys like to play at that, uh, is not in northern iowa or it's it's sort of near here i don't care let us know you know hit me up on the podcast i'll talk about it a little bit or i'll interview you and i don't mind sleeping in my car yeah maybe me and clint will swing down and do a jam night with you sometime or something so uh yeah man uh thank you very much for sitting down talking with me i really do appreciate it and uh good luck at your shows this weekend and and uh all future endeavors if you guys are looking for clint's information it's in the description section below thanks buddy yeah absolutely Oh man, another great episode in the bank. We recorded this one uh, just before the deadline when I you know, put these episodes out. The episode might be out a little bit late on YouTube, but uh, hopefully nobody's staying up until midnight and then listening to this with a, you know, right when they come out. But if you are, I really appreciate it. Speaking of listening on YouTube, if you guys are listening to this on YouTube, uh, give, you know, give the episode a like, give us a subscribe. You know, I think it's 
something like less than 10% of the people that watch the videos on YouTube are actually subscribed. It's something that's very inconsequential to, to most of you guys in your daily lives, but it means the world to me. And speaking of meaning the world to me, I gotta say shout out to Chris Anderson, Chris with a K, Anderson with an A, haha, uh, for, you know, coming up to the jam night. I don't run the jam night. I, don't, I really don't have anything to do with it other than I show up and have fun playing music. So it's neat to have new blood coming up in there. And, uh, you know, he's possibly going to get some bookings up in the area out of it because of, you know, how good he did. And, and you know, he, just, he was just very nice and inviting guy. He let people play leads to songs of his. And then some of us stepped out and let him do some solo stuff. And, Man, we were just egging him on. Keep going, buddy. Keep going. And he did he did a great job. So I really appreciate, you know, meeting him. Hopefully I'll have him on the podcast here before too long. And, uh, you know, I also got to say thanks to my guest, Clint Riedel. Uh, he's one of the hardest working musicians up here in the area. He's been on the podcast a handful of times. He's a great guy. Tons of fun. And, uh, you know, maybe you can catch him at a show. If you're looking for his information, it's all down below in the description section. So, Thanks, Clint, for joining me, and thanks, everybody, for listening this week. I, you know, if you guys are looking for a way to support the podcast in any way, uh, you know, you can just listen, give us a like, give us a review wherever you're listening. Go to Facebook and give us a review. Like us on Facebook. Share the episodes. Any, anything will help. Um, it doesn't have to be monetary, but if you guys are looking for monetary ways to support the podcast, you can go to the Audible Farm shop. That's shop.audiblefarm.com, or you can scroll down below into the descriptions and find the link to that down below. Otherwise, you can go to the Patreon page and watch video versions of this. Video versions of the podcast are $1 a month. That's four episodes a month um, on average. Some months might have more. Um, I doubt there would be any months that would have less. No, I don't think there will be any months that will have less. Usually there's one a week, so that's that's 50 episodes a year. It's 12 bucks. It doesn't cost very much, but it means the world to me. So if you guys are looking for monetary ways to support the podcast, check that out. I've had people ask me, what is Patreon? Patreon is a website that allows you to go and see what I post on uh, the Audible Farm Patreon page, and it shows uh, video versions of the podcast. Occasionally, I will put up coupons and, and codes to save some money in the shop. Um, the shop is kind of clearing out with some things. I've got t-shirts. I've got a couple hoodies left. Very, very select sizes. There's also stickers available there or decals if you prefer. They are waterproof. Uh, I've seen them on people's guitar cases i've seen them on garbage cans i've seen them in bathrooms i've seen them on doors to venues i love it when people take pictures of, of the picture of the stickers and say hey i saw this in x place or i saw this in y location and it's really really fun to hear that and uh, just hear people that are listening to the podcast like chris and, and he showed up to a jam night just based on the fact that you know pretty much i talk about it on the jam night you know every few weeks so the Jam Night in Barnum is one of my favorite things that's coming up here, and it comes up every single week. It's it's 7 to 10, 10 being, you know, a rough estimate for how late it goes. Uh, and if you're a, a new person and you want to check out the Jam Night, come on up. If you play leads, come on up. If you're a singer-songwriter, swing up with your acoustic guitar and sing away. There's not really a sign-up sheet. We kind of play it fast and loose. I don't run the show. It's Clint's Jam Night, but he's a very, very good host for the Jam Night. There's always some fun people there. Every week it changes, and that's one of my favorite things about the Jam Night. So uh, thank you guys for listening. I just got to say I really do appreciate people listening week in and week out. Uh, once again, smash that subscribe button on YouTube if you're there. Uh, there's always tons of fun things coming on there, like some recent guitar projects I've worked on, some live videos, and, and things of that nature are also on the YouTube channel. So check it out. That's uh, youtube.com slash audiblefarm. And I will check you guys 
next week i'm working on getting some other guests in here and i my schedule's getting pretty crazy in the upcoming weeks but i'm going to try and keep the once a week episodes coming out so check it out uh anywhere you listen to podcasts there it's there audible farms there otherwise go to youtube check it out there or go to audiblefarm.com you can listen to the episodes directly from the website there so thank you guys very much i'll check you next week peace